President Rodrigo Duterte has arrived in the city of Sochi as he continues his official visit to Russia. There he is expected to meet with his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin. Pia Gutierrez filed this report. From his meetings in Moscow, President Duterte is now here in Sochi City for day two of his five-day official visit here in Russia. President Duterte and his contingent touched down at the Sochi airport at around 11.30 p.m. here in Russia. That's 4.30 a.m. there in Manila. Sochi is the venue of the 16th annual meeting of the Valdai Discussion Club, which the president is set to address later this afternoon in their plenary session. A quick background of Valdai Discussion Club is one of the most prominent political think tanks and discussion groups in Russia. And this is the first time that a Philippine president was invited to attend the event. In his speech, the president is expected to give the Eastern perspective of the world political order and relate that to his administration's foreign policy, according to Malacanya. The president will be joining other world leaders in this forum, particularly Russian President Vladimir Putin, whom Mr. Duterte will be holding bilateral talks later in the day. This will be Duterte's fourth meeting with Putin, whom he has referred to as his favorite hero. Aside from strengthening bilateral relations, Duterte is also likely to raise with Putin the situation of the thousands of Filipino workers here in Russia. According to the Philippine Embassy, there are about 10,000 Filipino OFWs here, with a big majority working as household service workers. However, most of them are undocumented as Russia only releases a very small number of working visas for those kinds of jobs. The embassy is hopeful that both governments would start to work out some sort of bilateral labor agreement to legalize the status of these Filipino workers during President Duterte's visit. Several bilateral cooperation agreements are also expected to be signed during Duterte's meeting with Putin today, and those would be along the areas of culture, health, and basic scientific research. The president will also be meeting here the King of Jordan, King Abdullah bin al-Hussein, though the details of that meeting have yet to be provided to the media. The president is set to fly back to Moscow later tonight to continue with the rest of his engagements for his official visit. Back here at home, the Bureau of Internal Revenue shuts down seven establishments allegedly catering mainly to Chinese employees of offshore gaming firms. The so-called Pogo restaurants were located south of Metro Manila. Under the trade name Young Restaurant, they were closed for failing to pay the correct taxes. Five other establishments were not registered at all. Prior to the closure, the BIR said the establishments were given a 48-hour notice and a five-day VAT compliance notice. The shutdown stemmed from the BIR's tax compliance verification drive, which targeted nighttime businesses operating in southern Metro Manila. Irregularities within the Philippine Prisons Bureau back in the picture as the Senate Blue Ribbon Committee resumes its hearing, which originally began as a probe into the good conduct time allowance mess. The current issue, meal allowance for prisoners. Senator Banfilo Laxon questioned how a caterer can feed prisoners at the Women's Correctional at just 39 pesos per day. The government's budget for that last year was at 60 pesos per day for three meals. Baka madali kayo ng technical malversation kasi ang item sa GAA, subsistence allowance ng PDL, hindi nyo ipapakain yung 60 pesos at yung balancing sa 21 pesos, gagamitin nyo sa ibang paraan. We have records also that uh, ni, ano po yun, ni revert po yung extra above the 39 pesos, the 60. Binalik nila sa 
Sa Treasury po. Sa National Treasury. The quality of food also put into question as there are also allegations of corruption in the already tight meal budget. Ang nakakarating sa amin nun, uh, according to Mr. George Rago, mga 1M yun. 1M a month. So, do sa 39 pesos a day, doon pa rin kukunin, hindi pa rin talaga 39 yun. Kasi kailangan mayroon 1 million pesos a month para sa director. So, in all probability, yung 39, baka 29 lang. Actually, these caterers, ha, these caterers, to be frank with you, ito ba caterers na ito? Actually, they're not caterers. You're only suppliers of bigas, ulam, condiments, lahat doon. Pinapasok lang nyo doon kasi pagdating doon sa loob, ang nagluluto, preso. Four justices vying to become the next Chief Justice of the Supreme Court face the Judicial and Bar Council on Wednesday. Associate Justices Diosdado Peralta, Jose Reyes Jr., Estela Perlas Bernabe, and Andres Reyes Jr. were all grilled about the reforms they plan to implement and their track record in deciding cases. On top of their list of reforms were addressing the backlog in resolving court cases, training and monitoring performances of judges, and weeding out corruption. Andres Reyes Jr., who was appointed by President Duterte in 2017, was asked about his opinion after some cabinet members suggested to suspend the Constitution in favor of executive powers during times of emergency. And here's what he had to say. If you suspend the Constitution, uh, it would be something like martial law. But in martial law, a Congress still exists. So if you suspend the Constitution, there'll be no Congress. So it does not follow. There is no more government. The four nominees touted their years of service in the judiciary. Peralta, the most senior justice among the four, became emotional as he listed his body of work. I think, I think I deserve, I think I deserve to be hit justice because I worked all these years. I worked very hard all these years. I'm not a top notch yet. I'm not an honor student. Because that's what they say. Din man ako tap-tap yet, din man ako ono, why should I do that? But I, I think I was able to compensate with the work that I've done as a public prosecutor, as a judge, as a master justice of the Sandigan Bayan, as a presiding justice, as a justice of the Supreme Court. Sorry, that, that's me, your own. Outgoing Chief Justice Lucas Bersamin retires. On October 18, the JBC has shortlisted 13 nominees. 
President Duterte has 90 days from the date of vacancy to appoint Bersamin's successor. The family of one of the Filipinos who died in the collapse of a bridge in Taiwan appeals to the government for help. Mary Ann, the wife of George Impang, is asking for financial assistance so she can personally fly to Taiwan and arrange the repatriation of the remains of her husband. Kasi wala talagang manusamin eh kung hindi kami nagkusa. Kami ang nag-abid kapon, pumunta kami sa uwa kung anong gagawin sa Kalamba, tapos pinasa kami sa DFA. Yun lang, sabi ko kung pwede bang sagot ng ano yung pamasahe sana namin kasi malaki din, balikan. Hindi daw, hindi na kami daw yun. Kaya ano mo, pa kami ngayon. The Philippine government, meanwhile, vows to help repatriate the remains of the victims and provide assistance to their families. Hundreds of rescuers and divers are searching for the last fisherman believed to have been crushed in his boat when the bridge gave way on Tuesday. The government has set up a task force to investigate the incident. A review of bridges in Taiwan has also been launched. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson makes a final Brexit offer to the European Union, including his plans for the Irish border. But as this report tells us, most other details are scarce. If Parliament were a reality TV show, then the whole lot of us, I'm afraid, would have been voted out of the jungle by now. But at least... But at least... We'd have had the consolation of watching the speaker being forced to eat a kangaroo testicle. <laughs> that was British Prime Minister Boris Johnson on Wednesday at his Conservative Party's annual conference with a colourful assessment of the country's Brexit situation. And hours later, his government finally revealed what it proposes to do about the Irish border, long a sticking point for the EU divorce. In a public letter to EU leadership, the Prime Minister calls for a regulatory zone to span the entire island, both Northern Ireland and the Republic, which will govern all trade goods. To avoid border checks, he says a declaration system would be introduced for small business traders, along with a trusted traders program to speed up the process. It's part of a wider deal submitted to Brussels, but besides that Irish bit, public details are scarce. And today in Brussels, we are tabling what I believe are constructive and reasonable proposals, which provide a compromise for both sides. Johnson's border plans, if approved by the EU and British Parliament, would replace the so-called backstop proposals, which played a role in sinking his predecessor, Theresa May's government. It's bound for a skeptical reception in Brussels, though. A leaked draft of the proposal reported by British media this week didn't go over well with EU officials. Johnson has vowed to bring the UK out of the EU, deal or no deal, by October 31st. U.S. presidential hopeful Bernie Sanders undergoes an unexpected heart procedure, forcing him to take a break from the campaign trail. The 78-year-old senator experienced discomfort during an event in Las Vegas on Tuesday. He was then taken to a hospital for evaluation. Sanders' senior advisor says doctors successfully inserted two stents after finding a blockage in one artery. Sanders is in good spirits, according to the advisor, but he adds the senator's events and appearances 
contest are cancelled until further notice. Sanders has been among the top contenders for the Democratic presidential nomination for next year's elections. The top U.S. Democrat in the inquiry into a whistleblower complaint against President Donald Trump warned Secretary of State Mike Pompeo against stopping diplomatic officials from testifying before Congress. Adam Schiff, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, says he's deeply concerned about Pompeo's supposed effort to potentially interfere with witnesses. We want to make it abundantly clear that any effort by the secretary, by the president or anyone else to interfere with the Congress's ability to call before it relevant witnesses will be considered as evidence of obstruction of the lawful functions of Congress. On Tuesday, Pompeo pushed back on House Democrats' demands for an interview with State Department officials about the administration's dealings with Ukraine. A whistleblower complaint, which is at the center of an impeachment inquiry on Trump, alleges that the president solicited interference by Ukraine in the 2020 elections for his own political benefit. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi claims Trump is stooping to a level beneath the dignity of the American Constitution. Our founders, since the chairman mentioned our founders, they put guardrails in the Constitution because they knew there might be someone who would overplay his or her power. They never thought that we would have a president who would kick those guardrails over and disregard the Constitution and say, uh, Article 2 says that I can do whatever I feel like. Well, the stage is set for the historical flame handover ceremony between Malaysia and the Philippines, which will now host the 2019 Southeast Asian Games. Gretchen Fulido reports. This is the Bukit Jalil Stadium in Malaysia, where the opening and closing ceremonies of the 2017 Southeast Asian Games were held. The venue is being set up for the flame handover ceremony happening Thursday. Filipino singers Gidget Deliana and Anthony Castillo will sing the Sea Games theme song We Win as One, composed by national artist for music Ryan Kayabiab. Excited po and first time ko din po kasi mag out of the country. Gagawin po namin yung best na interpret yung song na ginawa po ni Mr. C. We're representing the Philippines so syempre we want to give the best. From the 2017 Kuala Lumpur torch, the flame will be transferred into this golden lantern so it can be brought home to the Philippines. We are very, very excited for tomorrow's event because tomorrow will uh, signify the official start of the Philippine hosting of the 30th Southeast Asian Games. When the Sea Games flame from the gold lantern lands in the Philippines, it will kickstart the torch relay leading up to the opening of the 30th Southeast Asian Games on November 30 at the Philippine Arena. Gretchen Fulido, ABS-CBN News, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And that's today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.